Get this full audiobook for free by clicking now the link in the description. It's brought to you by The Book Guide. The first time Signa remembered seeing the Reaper, she was five and had fallen down the stairs of her grandmother's house. Her neck had snapped and was crooked as she'd watched him sideways from the cold floor. She understood, vaguely, that her young body was not meant to endure such things, and wondered if he'd arrived to take her. Yet he said nothing, watching as her bones snapped back into place, and disappearing when she recovered from a fall that should have killed her. It was another five years before she saw death again. Signa had watched from her grandmother's bedside, as death took the woman's hand and eased her spirit from the body. She'd been ill for months, and she smiled and kissed Signa's forehead, before letting death guide her into a peaceful afterlife. Signa begged for death to return, to bring her grandmother back, as Signa held the corpse's hand and cried until there was nothing left in her. No one else was able to see him, or the spirits he led, and she wondered if it was her fault this had happened. If she was to blame, because she was the girl who could see death. She didn't remember how long she remained in that house before someone had smelled the body and come to find Signa, hair matted and clothes unwashed, curled at her grandmother's bedside. They'd whisked her away from the house, shepherding her off to the first of many new guardians to come. She spent the next several years testing her odd abilities. It had started with pricking her finger on a thorn and watching the blood bubble and then disappear, as though the skin had never been blemished. From there, the experimentation shifted into jumping off stones high enough to break bones upon falling. Signa came to realize she would feel only a sharp snap then be fine for a cliffside stroll minutes later. But the belladonna berries were never meant to be an experiment, just something she plucked from her aunt's unkempt garden after arriving several months prior, thinking they were wild blueberries. She'd had no idea they were poisonous until she fell upon the weeds, vision swimming. Death made an appearance then, watching from behind the bend of an oak tree. Even if Signa hadn't recovered too quickly to speak with him, she'd been too distracted by Aunt Magda, who found her in the garden clutching deadly nightshade, her mouth stained purple. The woman nearly had a heart attack when Signa bolted upright from the ground, the poison out of her system within minutes. Signa had learned something that day. How to draw death out of the shadows. And with that knowledge... She refused to let him hide from her a moment longer. Signa lifted the tea to her lips, though her tongue only grazed the warm steam before the copper mug was knocked from her hands. She stumbled from the rickety wooden bench she was perched upon as the mug clattered to the floor and the violet tea spilled onto the worn, grey stone of the kitchen. Signa whirled to find Aunt Magda scowling. That was an expression she wore often, though if one was to look deeper, they'd see that her thin bottom lip and leathery hands trembled in Signet's presence. 
they'd see dilated pupils and a thin sheen of sweat upon her wrinkled forehead. You think I don't know what you're up to, demon child? Aunt Magda scooped the mug into her hands. She sniffed and peeked inside, scowling at the mush of berries. Filthy girl, doing the devil's work. Aunt Magda threw the mug at Signa, who reeled back but couldn't avoid being struck on the shoulder. There was enough liquid left in the mug to burn her, and for the purple juice of the berries to stain her favorite gray coat. I warned you what would happen if you brought that witchcraft into my home. Signa ignored her searing skin and looked her aunt hard in the eye. It was tea. Her voice was so firm that anyone who didn't know better might believe Signa was telling the truth. But unfortunately, Aunt Magda did know better. <laughs>